Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. AI researchers have recently come out with a report that they warn is going to cause model collapse for all AI models. And this is actually a really big issue that is currently happening to AI, perhaps one of the bigger ones. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about what model collapse is, what the AI feedback loop is, how this is going to impact AI going into the future. Spoiler alert, OpenAI is going to be a massive benefactor of this entire debacle. So without further ado, let's dive into it. So the center of this issue is the fact that up until very recently, all of these AI models like ChatGPT and OpenAI have been trained off of human content. They've taken content like the entire, you know, library of Wikipedia, everything ever written there, everything ever written on Reddit, every, everything ever written on the internet up until fairly recently was all human generated. And that's what all of these AI models and LLMs have been trained on. And, you know, they've been able to take this data, they've been able to fine tune it and do a lot of different things with, you know, books and photographs and, and a lot of different content and train models off of it. Um, but a fundamental question arises as all of this AI-generated content is now starting to flood the internet, which is potentially replacing human-generated content as the primary data source for the next round of AI model training. So, of course, we have the big guys like Google and OpenAI who have built these massive models off of purely human content. But now, as a lot of these different AI startups are coming onto the scenes, they're looking to train their models as well. And they, some of them are still trying to get, you know, some of the same data sets like Wikipedia. But there has been news that a lot of different content on Wikipedia even um, is being generated by ChatGPT or different AI tools. And so the issue becomes, um, and it's starting now, but it's only going to proliferate into the future and become, I guess, a bigger issue is that more and more of the internet is going to be written by AI and it's going to, these AI models are going to be trained on AI. And there is an issue that arises when AI is trained on AI models and that is called model collapse. A team of researchers from the UK and Canada took on this challenge and they recently published their findings in an open access journal, ARXIV, and their insights I think might actually prove to be an obstacle for uh, future generations of AI technology because what they found was a little bit startling. They said the use of model generated content in training leads to irreversible defects in the resulting models. The study really particularly focused on probability distributions for text to text and image to image generative models. So the researchers concluded that 
models trained on data created by other models are prone to model collapse. So essentially, over time, the models lose sight of the original data, leading to distorted perceptions. And if there's an error, that error compounds into the future content that's generated. So to kind of show the gravity of the situation, Ross Anderson, who is a co-author on the paper and a professor of security engineering at Cambridge University, um, he said in a blog post recently, we're about to fill the internet with AI-generated blah. Um, and then he also went on to kind of emphasize that the overwhelming presence of AI-created content could essentially grant an unfair advantage to companies that already have a really robust human data set um, or control large-scale human interfere interfaces. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting because, like, obviously, ChatGPT has an, an advantage for already having their data set collected and already having their product built. But there are other companies that are going to have advantages, and that's any company that can pretty much guarantee um, up to a certain point their content was human-created. So even a company like Quora, um, you know, Quora, I'm sure at this point is being spammed by tons of ChatGPT responses, and spammed might not be a good word because perhaps some of them are really good responses, but they know for a fact that if they look back X amount of years, all the content on their platform would have been human-generated, uh, you know, before any of these tools were mainstream. And so um, they do have an advantage there uh, knowing that and being able to have access to that data where any new startups will not have necessarily that same control. So a sci-fi author, his name is Ted Chang. Um, he's known for Story of Your Life, which is essentially just a novella that um, inspired um, the movie Arrival. He compared the degradation of AI models due to re essentially repetitive copying um, to the increased artifacts seen in repeatedly copied JPEG images. So the phenomenon of model collapse, uh, the researchers explained in their paper, comes when data generated by AI models contaminates the training set for subsequent models. So the model's preferences for more popular data over less popular or improbable data leads to progressive distortion and eventual loss of rare but crucial data attributes. So even with 10% of original human author data in the mix, model collapse still transpires. And that is definitely, it happens at a lower, a slower pace. And you can kind of imagine if you wanted like an example of what this actually means and what's going on. If you just gave like an AI model, let's say an image one, like a picture and said, make a variation of this. So it makes a variation. And you said, okay, make a variation of that, make a variation of that, make a variation of that, make a variation of that. Eventually the, the, the resulting image would be quite different than the original image. And um, there's actually some really interesting things that can happen, including like corruption of concepts. So like if you told it to generate an image of a green bear and it was like, a, you know, a green bear, but then it slightly became less green and more blue and like the image was slowly shifting in the future iterations, eventually the model could come to believe if it was training off of the data that it created that you know what might have started out as green eventually morphed to blue and then when you ask it for something green it could come up with something blue so there's a lot of different issues i mean that's just an example of what could happen to images but you can take the same example a lot farther where it comes to text where it straight up just comes up with something that's completely wrong or false um but it has been you know sort of uh restated over and over again by the model in different ways and if it's training off of its own data or if it's reiterating off of that same data or training off of other ai content right like let's say there was an issue with chat gpt where it believed something was wrong and a thousand articles were written about that thing and a future model came along 
and scraped the internet and got those thousand models. Now that fact is like compounded into this future model, which is now going to continue to perpetuate that falsehood. So uh, it's a it's a serious issue. And, you know, a handful of solutions have been proposed. Of course, there's the labeling all content ever generated by AI, which the EU is trying to pass bills that are going along that line. There have been bills in the US uh, by Congress that are in that direction as well. Um, it is definitely a big uh, challenge, though, and Google is trying to tackle it, and as well as a number of other companies, but it's not necessarily easy to just go and label everything created by AI, because essentially, it's just kind of a cat and mouse game at this point where there's a lot of tools to obstruct the fact that a piece of content was written by AI. So the second solution that's been proposed is just the, you know, option to keep a very pristine data set of exclusively human generated content. And of course, ChatGPT and OpenAI will have something like that. Um, and so it's left to be said if there will be open source versions, which would be absolutely massive if someone compiled an open source version of, you know, essentially the data set someone like OpenAI has. Now, of course, data is very expensive. And so that's highly unlikely that that will happen unless there is some sort of leak or hack, which I really wouldn't put it past um, the, the Internet to be able to do. So I think it's going to be really interesting. And if that did happen, then we, you could always continue to retrain or train all models based off of that human exclusive content. And perhaps you could introduce new content into it if you were sure it was human generated um, and just hope and assume that if there was something that slipped in, uh, the vast majority of the original document or original data set would be able to offset it. So I think despite a lot of these kind of unsettling findings here, there is a silver lining for human content creators. So I think that this is something I've been saying for a while, but in a future that's really dominated by AI tools, I believe the value of human created content is going to rise a lot um, because, I mean, if nothing else, it's going to be like an untainted source for training data for AI. But also, I think people really will appreciate if there is a way to distinguish um, being able to consume content that they can guarantee and know was created by an actual human. Uh, this wasn't an AI. There was thought and energy and time put into something. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why this podcast, I, I, re, I like talk the podcast. Um, I don't really edit this a lot. If I say ums or buts or pause or think, I don't really edit that out. Uh, and this is something that I've actually decided to do very, uh, very early on with this podcast is because I believe whether or not you like my ums now, there's going to be a craving for that sort of human input, that sort of human responses in content that you don't get from AI. So previous to this podcast, I've actually started five, six, seven different podcasts that were exclusively run by AI, meaning I had an AI voice. I got the scripts for different podcasts uh, to be written by AI, then the AI voice, which I got a really good one. You couldn't actually tell it was an AI um, to read the scripts. And I had successful podcasts with thousands of listeners and, you know, hundreds of thousands of listens on them, um, all all running off of AI. But the problem was, um, you know, when I started doing this podcast, I realized there really was a need to create something that was an actual human. And inevitably, I figured this crowd, if anyone would be able to pick out AI better than anyone else, and the value is so much higher. So I opted to host this podcast myself, in addition to the fact that it's, you know, really interesting to learn about all the different uh, stories that are happening in AI. But in any case, this is a massive issue today. I think that this really highlights the importance of enhanced methods to ensure the integrity of, you know, generative AI models over time. 
Um, and I think this is something that AI companies are going to grapple with well into the future. And perhaps the data sets of today will continue to be the most valuable. So when you see ChatGPT that says after 2021, uh, they can't, you know, they don't have any more data. Perhaps the reason for that cutoff date is because the DaVinci model was coming out um, and OpenAI didn't want anything that the DaVinci model created and put onto the internet to kind of influence uh, GPT-4. And to be honest, there's so much content they already had that they can continue to train ChatGPT and just improve it based off of the data set they have. So I'm not sure if you know, including a ton more data or continuing to scrape the internet and adding it to their data set is actually going to make it more uh, of an effects out of effective model. So I think this is going to be interesting. I think that while this is definitely going to pose a challenge to the like the evolution of the AI industry, I also think that it opens up a couple new avenues for um, different AI technology into the future. And so this is something that is going to definitely have disruption, but also create a lot of opportunities for new companies to come in and solve this problem. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.